Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Good morning, Kelly. Karen, you look beautiful this morning. Oh, thank you. Yes. On the morning of my mammogram. Oh, well, it's important you look good on that morning because fuck. (laughs) Actually, um, I did not find it terrible at all. Okay. Not that that's what this podcast is about. But but but. PSA, go get your mammogram. Hey, yeah, and we have a ton of women that listen to our show. And we have men that listen to the show that have a woman that they love in their life. So Mm -hmm. why not? Yeah, but honestly, Kelly, I, I'd rather get uh, a mammogram than dry needling done. Yeah, fair. Also, men, touch yourself too, right? Breast yes. cancer is in all genders. That's right. No matter how you identify, we have the same, not parts. It can affect you. Okay. So I need a name and I need female for today, please. I'll go with Lydia. Okay. So Lydia is over Zoom and... Man, oh man, Kelly, she explains right at the very beginning of the session that she is not happy with life. She is feeling um, sad uh, about people who've crossed over. She's just feeling disorganized and frustrated about life in general. So she wants an open session because she's looking for answers. She wants guidance. She feels really lost and she doesn't like the feeling of being lost. So she's deciding to actually take an action. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I wish that on anyone, but good on you for seeking help. Well, when the hell don't we all feel like that, though? Mm. I mean, at some point in life, I think we all feel that kind of, um, where do I go? What do I do? Whether it's a job, whether it's a partner, whatever it is. And she doesn't tell me at the very beginning. She just says that she has these feelings, and that's why she's booked the appointment. This is um, These are her issues. And then she says, could you start going open first? But I do want medium at some point in the session, but I'll just say go open. So what happened right off the bat was that she's telling me all of these things about how she feels and what's not what's going on, but just how she feels in life. I see a woman standing right behind her. So I want to take a moment to set this up because this is over Zoom. So she's in uh, a room in her house where there is, I would call it like a buffet, right behind her and you can't you can just see the outline of it because of the way she's positioned herself and the camera I can't see anything in the buffet I can just see it's it's a big piece of wood and then I can see also and I'm going to say to my right um, that you can see like she's got a corner and that there's another corner buffet so there's these two pieces of furniture behind her but I can't see anything in them at all I can just see sort of like the edge of the corner buffet. And that plays out later. In between the two buffets, I see a dead woman standing there. And I see her just as clear as day. And she says, um, after she said, go open, I said, well, is, I think I'm going to ask you if I can just do medium first. I said, because... I said, there's an older woman standing behind you, and it looks to me like this would be a grandmother. Now, the one behind her shakes her head yes, because I'm not sure it could be her mother. But she shakes her head yes. So she says, "Um, yeah, okay. And I said, she says she's a grandmother. 
she tells me that she was about 5'8". And she goes, mm, no, that's wrong. And, and she's just very matter of fact. I really like what Lydia is doing. So I look at grandmother and I think, okay, why did you tell me you're 5'8 if you're not 5'8? And she goes, I'm 5'8. When I die, I'm 5'8. But I wasn't 5'8 when I was younger. So she's thinking about my height as 5'10. She says, but when I died, I was definitely 5'8. She says, I lost a couple of inches because I bent over. And she goes, it's okay. She goes, say that I'm over 70 years old because I don't make it like to 80. So say I'm over 70. And I said, okay. And she goes, so tell her that. So I said, well, wait a minute. I said, she's saying that she made it to over 70 under 80. And she goes, yeah. And I said, well, I said, then she's challenging you on the 5'8". And that she says that when she died, she was 5'8". And she goes, and just before I could finish saying, she steps in and she says, oh, wait a minute. She would have been um, what I think of her height at 5'10", when she was younger and healthier. And that's how I think of her. And she says, I don't think of her um, at that point when she was 5'8" when she died. And she goes, okay. She says, you're correct then. The only people who are listening who care are the men. Like two inches is a big difference, you know. <laughs> the women are like, move on. That's really true. But, and, and I'm pointing it out because of what's important and in, in how we get our validations. And that if you get that validation at the very beginning, you think, oh, she's spot on and she's good. This is going to be a good session. She knows what she's doing. But if you get that first validation wrong, mm -hmm. some people can sit there and go, ah, I called a dud. <laughs> like, yeah. She doesn't know what she's doing like this. So it's important. And I really liked it that the grandmother is standing in the back, just not having that mistake mm -hmm. and showing very much for people that our people who die really do have their back because she wants her granddaughter to to really understand it's her and she's got my back. Mm. So I love how the honesty of all of that is just very simple for her grandmother. She doesn't get in any kind of a fluster over it. And I'm happy to say neither did I. And I'm also happy to say neither did the client in the whole process. Yeah. She just was sorting through it. You could see that she wasn't like, ah, ah. You could see that she was just trying to figure it out and go, no, but and then move on. What's your next validation? So I thought that was a really good thing to bring up at the very beginning. Yeah, I also think it's a really cool life lesson in that a lot of us fixate on individuals from certain periods of time in our life and assume that's who they are. Yeah. Whether it's their height or personality traits, mm -hmm. it's like we don't let them change in our mind. Mm -hmm. So when someone asks us about them, we can we only have this one view of them. And mm -hmm. and she's saying like, oh, I have to consider other timelines mm -hmm. or other other eras of my grandmother's life when that was true, even though it's not the one that I want to fixate on. And sometimes that fixation yeah. is because of distress, and sometimes that fixation is because that was the happiest point in your life, right? And I think yeah. it's just very telling of where we are at when we are immovable on the fact itself, mm -hmm. trying to say like, no. Mm -hmm. You did a great job explaining where we get in our own minds about a person who's crossed over. That was really oh, but, well done. But even alive people. Oh, true. We want them to be who they are to us. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. 
then her grandma um, points to her hair. And she kind of turns and goes like this. And she looks very pretty. And um, she says, talk about my hair. And I said, okay. So her hair really reminded me of my mom's, of, of my mare's. And um, it was um, wavy. But her, this grandmother's hair is wavy naturally. My mom put hers in curlers. But the way that I can describe it to Lydia is that is by referring to my mom. And I said, oh my God. I said, her hair is gorgeous like my mother's. It's thick. And she goes, oh yeah. And I said, she's got a full head of hair right till death. And I said, it, it's got like five big waves. And I said, it looks like when my mom put curlers in it and then brushed it out and it gave it this gorgeous fullness, this gorgeous wave. I said, and she's a very pretty woman. And she goes, yeah, and that, that, that's her hair. And, and then she, she loved the memory of her grandmother's hair. And then she goes like this to me, grandma goes like that, and she points to her glasses. And I said, oh, I said, she's got these big, I call, I, th- I can't remember what I called them, but I said, she's got these big glasses. And they actually remind me of my dad. They are square. <laughs> they're like big squares. And I said, and they're um, a lighter, lighter colored. They're very neutral looking. And she goes, mm-hmm. Like this. And she goes, and you keep insisting that you see her where? And I said, right there in that corner by that hutch. The one in the corner. Not the one behind me, Karen. And I said, no, the one in the corner. And she goes, okay, like this. And I said, what's up? And she goes, can I show you? Can I show you? And I said, um... I think this is really cool because before mm -hmm. you even reveal what's behind, you know, behind her in the corner... Mm -hmm. Her grief has shifted. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really fascinating, just as a human experience, that we don't even have direction yet. She's talking mm -hmm. about feeling lost. Direction isn't even a factor. Mm -hmm. But she is being filled up with the feeling of love. Mm -hmm. She's being filled up with the feeling of support. Mm -hmm. And everything has shifted already. Yeah. Thank you. And, and so, thank you. Then she says, can I show you? Can I show you? Can I tell you what's going on? Like this. And I said, well, can you give me a minute? And she goes, yeah. And I said, because now, I said, she's kind of moved like more behind you. And I said, and I see a man with her this time. And she goes, okay, okay, who? And I said, well, he's taller and he's behind her, but he's kind of like leaning in like this, but he's behind. So his face is kind of leaning over. And he's a tall man. He's a nice looking man too. And I said, and he's got these big square glasses, but his are black. I said, now there's black glasses. And I said, so I don't know if they just go with him or if they're also with her. And I said, I'm a little bit confused because I see these glasses, but I'm trying to figure out if they're um, with grandma. And she goes, I'm going to be able to explain this to you in a minute. Just continue. I said, okay. And I said, she goes, what else do you see about the man behind me? And I said, well, he's with her. So I said, they're a couple as far as I can see. And he's referencing here that he's with her by being behind her, as opposed to me thinking, is there a possibility that this is a different grandfather, right? So he's showing that they're together. And he's got this these glasses on. He's tall. He's got a suit on. And he shows, I think it was a suit. And then he shows me his hair, <laughs> Kelly. 
<laughs> he made me laugh when he showed me his hair. And she starts laughing. But I'm laughing too because I can see his hair. But now I realize that she's remembering his hair. So she goes, well, what, what do you see with his hair? We're both in on the joke. <laughs> and I said, well, it's like over here. And I said, his hair is over here. And I said, and it's like, it's really long. It's really straight. And, and she, she's laughing. She goes, yes, go on. And I said, it just kind of goes like straight down. And he's laughing his ass off, showing me how silly his hair looks. And she goes, mm-hmm, can you continue? And I went, no, that's all he's doing. Oh, what do you mean over there, like over here, as in like it's lopsided? <laughs> that's how I see it. I just see that it's here and that it's straight. And he looks bald. And then there's like very little right here. Mm -hmm. So like it looks super funny. And she goes, well, you'd be correct. She says, and I know exactly why he's doing that, because this is how he would uh, totally make fun. He says, she's of him of himself. She says, but there's such a funny story behind his hair because we were out one time. It was super windy. And actually, Grandpa's hair got combed over. <laughs> So he took the hair here, combed it over. That's why it was long. And then he kind of like draped it down the back a little bit, yeah. like over the head. You know how some men will go over and then it's cut like mm -hmm. so that when it ends here, it looks like it just ends. But his kind of went and like a little bit like to wrap the- wrap around? Like, yeah, like to the back so that it looked like he had hair at the back too. But in this particular funny story, the wind blew it so that it went straight up. <laughs> and then I guess it fell down. Now you got to stick around because there's more to the story later. So then her grandmother shows up and she shows me that she's got like an apron on. And I get all excited because I'm an apron lover and kitchen lover. And she shows me that she loves to be in the kitchen, but she shows me fudge. And, and then she starts to laugh and grandmother, grandma's laughing. And I said, oh, l hold up a second. Let me tell your granddaughter this. So I did. I said, Lydia, you know, she's wearing an apron. She's saying that she likes being in the kitchen, that she was a wonderful cook, as well as a wonderful baker. And she goes, oh my God, yes. And I said, um, I, I don't know if there's more about that, but I'm going to go to a particular story about, there's a story about fudge. And she goes, <laughs> and she just starts to laugh again. And she says, there is. She says, but the whole thing about the apron and the being a good cook and being a good baker is that we all have my grandmother's recipes. She was an outstanding cook and baker. And she says, so, and we've shared those recipes in the family. She says, that's a, that's a great validation. Thank you. And then she says, okay, about the fudge. She says, I have my grandmother's recipe for fudge, and my grandmother made wonderful fudge. And she says, so one Christmas, I decided that for my grandpa, I was going to make fudge. And she says, and I made it, and it turned out like a freaking rock. And I wrapped it up, and I gave it to him for Christmas. <laughs> like this. And she says, and it's just been an absolute family joke about grandma's fudge, because I turned it into a rock. So she's trying to validate for you that she knows what I did with her damn fudge. Mm. And I really, I really liked how she was able to put all of that together and also associate and, and, and take that into her heart 
that this is her grandmother's way of saying that she knows that since she died, that her grandmother made this fudge, or pardon me, that her granddaughter made this fudge for her grandpa, turned out like this, and that she knows the whole thing. I didn't have to go into explaining it or trying to to help her. She put all those pieces together. And I say that, and some listeners might go, uh, duh, yeah, we all got that too. But some people don't, and it has to be explained. And I'm and I just pointing it out because she just got it just like that. Mm. Yeah. Now, the very next message is that Grandma tells me that on earth, she was a very kindred spirit, that she was a, a wonderful listener, that she really deeply cared about people, and that went for everybody. That went from general people going out and shopping, uh, somebody delivering something to the door, um, somebody serving you something in a restaurant, where she was genuinely very caring about everybody. everybody. And she referred that to herself as a kindred spirit. And I started to tell that story to Lydia about what she was saying. And she goes, yes, my grandmother was a kindred spirit. And she would be to you too, Karen. And I said, I know I can feel it. I said, it is quite a beautiful experience to channel your grandma because of the way that she treated people on earth. And that it's so easy to feel how much she cares about me as I'm channeling for you. I said, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely feeling. And then she goes, okay, can I now explain to you um, about the stuff that you said earlier when I got really excited and I and I wanted to to prove something to you, to give you a validation, and you said later. And I said, yeah, sure, go ahead. And she goes, okay. So she gets up and she leaves. And she goes back and I see her going to the hutch in the corner. And then I see her going to the hutch that's behind her and then coming back to the table. And she says, okay. She says, so number one, both of those hutches were my grandmother's. And she says, and you brought up both of them. And she says, they're both hers, and I have lots of furniture in my house that's hers, but I wanted to give you that as a validation. Now, do you remember that hutch in the corner? And I said, yeah. And she says, that's the one where you described her, but you just described her, and you described the, the, the lighter pair of glasses. And I said, yeah. And she says, look. She goes, remember the age she was at too, Karen? You said 70? And I went, well, I said, yeah, for sure, at least 70. And she goes, no, you said 70. She, and she's correcting me a little bit. And she says, my grandmother's 70 in this picture. And it was in that cabinet where you said she was standing. And look at the glasses. And she's got the light glasses on. And she goes, okay. Then you started talking about the hutch behind me. And she says, and you, that's when you said that you could see my grandpa leaning in behind her and you started talking about the dark glasses, the black. And I said, yeah. And she goes, there's a picture of my grandma and my grandpa together in that hutch and they have black glasses on. And she shows me the change in the glasses. And she shows me that's when he has the comb over, all of it, mm -hmm. perfectly. So we had a really lovely moment right then and there, um, just really feeling their presence. And the fact, well, Kelly, I just love the fact that they both knew those pictures were there in those hutches, and that's what they chose to share with her as her validations. 
And then we're finished medium because she puts an end to it really abruptly and says, look, I realize time. She says, and I have anxiety about what's going on in my life. I really want to ask you what you get about my future and present, like what's going on right now. Um, And her spirit guides came in immediately and said she really wants to know a lot about career. And she wants to know if she's supposed to stay or if this is the time to leave, if she's done. Her question in her mind is, am I done? And what we want to say to her is she doesn't have to be done. It's not a yes, no answer. What she needs is to learn negotiation skills. What she needs is to be able to know what verbal abuse is so that she can identify it at work and not tolerate it. But she needs the negotiation skills so that when she is being verbally abused, she understands how to approach that person to be able to negotiate what they're bullying her about. She's been raised to people please, and she knows it. She has a good idea that this is what gets her stuck, but she doesn't really understand that if she gets the tools to come out of the people pleasing, that she could actually really love her job. Because if you ask her, she loves what she does. Mm. She's feeling like the people around have changed recently. And because of shifts in the personalities at work, she feels like, I'm done here. I, I don't like the way that I'm being treated. And she doesn't realize that if she changes her own personal skill set, that she can actually stay and assert herself. And that by doing that assertion, it actually can propel her forward into the next steps and the jobs that she actually wants, instead of going outside of the company, thinking that she has to move up by going to a different company. So she can stay where she is and get everything done that she wants with the right skill set. So I repeated all of that and she just went, oh my God. Number one, I do love my job. And I did love this company. And you have hit the nail on the head that personalities have changed and that I just need a different skill set and that my old people pleasing got me where I wanted to be and now it's not working anymore. Mm. She goes, so really and honestly, Karen, I just needed to be told to grow up and I'm good with that. That's good. This is all doable. And... (laughs) I just loved how she could hear those messages, Kelly, and not go into the defensiveness or go into the stubbornness of, "Mm, I just want to be a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. This is what I've done, and I don't want to have to do any of the other work. Let other people change. I'd rather go find another job Mm -hmm. than actually have to do any work to change. She just sat there and went, yeah, this is on me. Cool. Yeah. And instantly, you can see that her anxiety is gone because she realizes, oh, I'm the one that has some control um, over the situation that I'm currently in. Can I, I want to talk about a psychology uh, study for a second. Yeah. Um, I'll loosely reference it. So there's these types of experiments where you have volunteers come into a room, isolated in a room. And they have to read this like paragraph or like couple paragraphs of a story. And throughout it, it's littered with particular language that is either positive or negative. So there's two scenarios Mm. in the study. Mm -hmm. After you read, you have to then solve a puzzle. Mm. And they actually start to measure 
the people measure against each other. The people who read negative words first and have the the brain primed for negativity Mm. struggle more with the puzzle solving and walk out with defeated feelings Mm -hmm. versus the people's brains who are primed for positivity and confidence tend to excel or at least get a little bit further in the puzzle and feel better about themselves even if they don't complete it. Mm. And it's, I'm just thinking about how the session went. This is why I'm bringing it up because she said there was an openness to, can we get to medium at some point, but the distress is actually really over what to do next, mm-hmm. even though I do have loss in my life and, and that's layered, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm so curious to know for her and for others listening, had she been given the feedback of, look, you got to grow up and stop people pleasing, learn neg- negotiation skills, mm. and you could stick it out in your job. If that would have been, if she would have received it the same way, pardon me, I want to reword that. Mm-hmm. If she would have been as open to receiving those messages about her current state of being, I'll say, because it's not who she is, but her state of being, if the grandparents and support hadn't come through first, if she hadn't felt so loved and Mm -hmm. built up and seen and heard and um, felt that love present, like, would Mm -hmm. that session have gone very differently? Mm -hmm. It's just, that's where my brain goes. That's a fabulous point. Yeah, because had she come in with all her angst and grief, mind you, she did come come in very open and said, mm-hmm. I'm open to hearing other things. So clearly she's got a mindset that is, I'll say, further ahead than quite a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, the order of things can really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the fact that the spirit world handled that. That it wasn't like me sitting there going, oh, I see the grandma in the background. No, she said, go open to other things, medium, next. Uh, I'll I'll ignore grandma and force and try. And well, what is it it that she's looking for in the open session? I'm not doing that. I'm glad that you're pointing that out because it's making me think about that the spirit world has that under control. And as long as you and I don't want to usurp that control, and we really do go along with it, that it really does play out mm-hmm. for the best for the client. And that's the goal. The goal is that whatever client is sitting in front of us and whatever their needs are, that they will be met by the spirit guides, just channeled through you and I. Mm-hmm. Cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. That was... um How do I say this? I don't want to summarize every show the same way. (laughs) I, it's what we're all looking for. Mm -hmm. I want to put it that way. Like we all need to know what Lydia needed to know, Mm -hmm. right? And and I mean that in the sense of that we are loved and supported and seen at all times Mm -hmm. and that we have personal responsibility we need to tend to. Mm -hmm. And that as we do it and we struggle and stumble through it, we can draw on that love. Mm-hmm. And she just got nice reminders from her grandparents and glasses. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.